Hello, hello. Welcome back to Therapy Thoughts. One of these days, we're going to have a new name. I don't know when, but it's going to happen. Trying to figure out exactly what we want to call this whole show that we got going on here. Although, Randy Cash, you like it when I say, hey, Randy Cash over there. It's a great name for a podcast. (laughs) Great. It cracks me up. How could you not love that name? It's got all the great things that you would want in a podcast. All the Uh, things. Randy Cash and um, Randy Cash. Oh, my goodness. And let's not forget Randy Cash. (laughs) How are you today, Randy Cash? I'm podcast uh, podcast producer extraordinaire today. Awesome. All right. Good to know. Good to know. We talked all about boundaries last week. We had a pretty good discussion, I think. How to set them, what they are, categories, all of that. I was a wee bit babbly last time. (laughs) A wee bit less. So there There you go. go. We're working on it. Working on the babbly. Hey, but you know, you got stuff to say. It's all good. Unfortunately for the listening audience, I do. Oh, my goodness. Well, today, actually, speaking of babbliness, we are going to talk a little bit about relationships and courageous conversation. Ooh. I know, right? You're right. So when I talk about courageous conversation, people often struggle with this whole concept because essentially what I'm saying is that hints don't work. Mm. Talking around a subject or being passive aggressive doesn't work. That when there is something in a relationship that you want to address or feel like needs to be addressed, you need to talk about it and put it out there. Just politely be honest. There you go. Politely be honest. It doesn't mean, again, that you have to completely run over somebody's boundaries. That's not what I'm talking about. You want to be respectful. But one of the things that I struggle with a lot, not struggle with, but a lot of clients in my office struggle with is that they're not happy in their relationship for some reason. They don't like something their significant other is doing. They feel like they're not on the same page. So I always, it kind of goes like this. Well, did you tell them? No? Mm-mm. Okay. Why not? Well, I don't want to upset them. That's scary. I ain't telling them by my feelings. It is feelings. scary. But you know, we talked about the whole feel the fear and doing it anyway. Right. You're not going to get what you want or even a chance to get what you want if you don't actually connect to it and put voice to it, put words around it. It's just not going to happen. No. Hints do not work. I'll have people that'll say, well, I didn't tell them directly, but I was sort of, you know, quiet today. I didn't really talk a lot. Okay, well, that could be for a million reasons. That has no actual bearing on their understanding of what it is that's on your mind, what it is that you're struggling with, what it is that you don't like or want them to be doing differently. That other person in the relationship thought like, wow, this is a great day. <laughs> they haven't said a word all I don't know if that's day. <laughs> I don't know if that's it. That's exactly it. Oh, my goodness. But what I'm really getting to here is that you have to advocate for your own needs. Absolutely. You know? And in a relationship, it's very unlikely that the way we are at the very beginning of a relationship is going to be the way we are as we go through a long-term kind of stay in this relationship it just we are people we are constantly evolving we are constantly changing we're growing we're developing we're adding things to our awareness and so if we expect everything to always just sort of skip along into the sunset without any need for conversation unfortunately we're kind of in for a rude awakening and i think that's the reason that people often end up in my office for couples therapy is that they haven't been on the same page They don't know how to have courageous conversation, and they sort of start skipping down a path in opposite directions. Mm -hmm. And then they have to kind of turn and look at each other and be like, how do we fix this? How do we even come back to some point of understanding where we can be on the same page? 
I often joke in my office, I'm like, you know, I'm not even sure y'all are in the same library, much less the same page of the same book. And a lot of times that is where that journey starts of being able to just connect to and advocate for, well, this is where I am. But I also think that we live in a society right now that's very quick to give up on relationships. Mm-hmm. Like when the going gets tough, people sometimes just get going and Absolutely. they don't stick around. And I think so this is all sort of encompassed in this reason to have courageous conversation. Another thing to keep in mind, though. OK, so I'll ask you in your relationship experience when you would have a disagreement with someone and you're trying to talk it out. Right. Uh-huh. Are you actively listening to what they're saying or are you waiting for them to shut up? So you can say what you want to say. Younger me. Sure. The latter. Yeah. I was like, would you please shut up so I can tell you how this is yeah. going to go down? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not like trying to be like I a, a dick about a part of my French, but no, right. that's just honestly how it was. Just, yeah. You were, it was the teacher from Charlie Brown wah, 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 while you were talking. <laughs> right. And then when you were done, I just said, this is how it's going to be. Yeah. Or if not, it's my way or the highway. Right. We'll be seeing you. And so you now, went off in your own way. Absolutely. Now mm-hmm. I really try to put myself in the other person's shoes and I listen. Yeah. And a lot of times if I'm talking with somebody like that and they'll just look at me, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just listening, just making sure you were finished before I started speaking. Right. You're active listening. Yes. And that's what I think we miss a lot when we try to have really deep, meaningful conversations. And this is really more about, you know, uh, interpersonal relationships from a romantic perspective. But this could mm-hmm. also be with, you know, friends or family or people you work with. It, really, any mm-hmm. relationships. The concept of active listening is really helpful. Yes. Um, where and, do you think that? I didn't mean to interrupt you. Where do you okay. think that you get your emotional and psychological ammunition to use against that other person? Oh my goodness, that is not listening. No, that is not okay. Yes. No, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse it. No, no, no. Um, I'm not saying that you then use that as ammunition. This is where that whole see this oh. all builds on itself, right? We talked about empathy a few weeks ago. Oh, that's right. This that's is where right. like I'm active listening involves some empathy, right? You have to be able to put yourself in their shoes and. Imagine what they're what they're saying, where they're coming from, what it is that they're wanting to let you hear. So the way that it works is this. You would have like, let's say you sit down and you tell your significant other, here's how I'm feeling. Here's what's going on. Rather than doing a whole bunch of you did this and I'm mad at you and you suck and you, 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 you. That's not what I'm saying. You want to try and put it back on you and how you're like your own self and how you're feeling like I feel, I think, I want, I would like, I don't like. And being able to take it out of that blaming language really does help the other person listen in an active way. Because if somebody looks at you and goes, Randy, why did you dot, dot, dot? What's your instinct? Because it was fun and I had a good time. Okay. Or (laughs) your instinct might be to go, I didn't do that. What are you talking about? That's not me. Or to feel defensive in some way. When we develop the ability to have courageous conversation, not only are we giving ourselves permission to be vulnerable and to share what's really going on for us, but we're allowing the other person some insight into who we are, how we feel, what makes us tick. 
So the respectful way to have this back and forth is that instead of the other person immediately getting defensive and kind of throwing it back and going, I didn't do that. That's not me is trying to connect from an empathetic perspective that goes, wow, that that sounds really intense for you. Or is there anything I can do to help you through that? Or is there something that I'm not doing that's making you feel that way or maybe that I am doing that's making you feel that way? It is a much more mature way to have conversations in relationships. But I guarantee you, if you start to apply some of these ideas to your conversations, it will make things less, ugh. I think that you like communicate, maybe it's just me Mm -hmm. in my life, but I communicate differently with like you and my brothers Mm -hmm. than I do like with my girls. And then I communicate differently with my Comedian friends. Yeah. I was trying to say comic and comedian at the same time. <laughs> you just and it came put them out, together comedian, as comedian. All right. Comedian friends. <laughs> my, my accent was coming out, man. That's hilarious. Uh, I'm getting worse at hiding that lately. It's slipping out, dude. It's funny. It's funny. Uh, but yeah. But, and then with your romantic uh, person, it seems people hit a, a fear, a roadblock, something something that prohibits them from communicating freely with their significant other with their relationship partner than Mm -hmm. it is with your like your friends and your family Mm -hmm. because i say whatever i want to you and likewise yeah absolutely my brother's the same thing and Uh, we don't agree on everything there's been times where you and i have been like yeah i don't see it that way but okay i respect your opinion and you mean enough to me as a person and as as my best friend that i don't want i don't want to fight about it What, what would that solve yeah, so you got to find a way to, I don't say communicate with your significant other the way to your friends and your family, but with some polite freedom and maybe yeah. just be honest with yourself, dude, do I really want to be here? That's probably the first thing you want to do is be honest with yourself. I would agree. And then you can be honest with other people first. Mm-hmm. So be honest with you and yeah. then have that honest communication with your significant other. Right. Well, like I'll have this happen sometimes in my office where people will go, well, they just won't talk. And then I kind of do some investigation. I'm like, well, has that ever been the case? Have they ever been very communicative? Maybe they are more introverted. Maybe they're more deep thinkers. And they'll go, yeah, but I just really thought that it would change. Why? Why are Mm -hmm. we thinking that the core of who we are is really not going to change all that much? Now, we can do things to change our behaviors. We can do things to try and learn new ways of interacting with our significant other. But we're not going to change the core of who we are. So if you're in a relationship or if you're starting a relationship and you're like, wow, they're really quiet. I wish they talked more. Maybe that'll Mm -hmm. change. That's really probably not going to get you a, a fruitful outcome. And in fact... What might just be a mild annoyance on day like one or two or 15, go to like year three or four or six or 10, and you're so resentful over Mm -hmm. that trait that if you had just addressed it from the very beginning, maybe you wouldn't have had all of that buildup of, ugh, that's just now beneath the surface ready to make you explode on somebody. Uh, Well, (laughs) Context, my dear. Context. All right, all right. Phrasing. I understand. <laughs> phrasing. 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 <laughs> yeah. But you know what I thing. mean, right? And yes. I think there's a lot of truth to that in relationships that, you know, we, we will have more direct and authentic conversations with our friends or even people in our lives that we might go to for support than we will with the person we are supposed to be most intimately connected with. Right. 
And I think it's for a lot of reasons. One is that we don't really want to face the reality of upsetting that apple cart. You know, Mm -hmm. if we have that courageous conversation, that could mean some scary implications. I know, dude. If you tried living without health coverage, it's not fun. (laughs) Well, yeah, absolutely. It can be those kinds of things. It also could be just that, well, I do love this person. And I'm afraid that if I tell them how I'm really feeling or what I'm really thinking, or if I advocate for my needs, that they're going to go away or they're no longer going to be there for me, or I'm going to have to go through some uncomfortability. And the truth is, is that to get the relationships that we want, to have the communication that we want, we do have to be willing to sit with that uncomfortability as, as like a means mm-hmm. to an end, kind of. It's like, okay, the only way to get from where we are to where we want to be is to deal with the shit in the middle. Right. We can't circumvent it. We can't go around it, under it, over it. We just can't. We have to go through it. And courageous conversation and the concept of active listening, having empathy and doing less blaming and more, you know, kind of back and forth. How do you feel? How do you want? What, what would work for you? That's really the roadmap mm-hmm. to follow. There's a lot of, I think... Um, with that, what we're talking about, people have, there's an issue with themselves mm-hmm. that uh, maybe they might not want to admit maybe. or put, uh, verbalize to another person, you know, right. that's that close to them for, like you're saying, the fear that they Absolutely. might go away. Vulnerability is scary. Yeah. And interpersonal dynamics are, are vulnerable and they need to be. But really, the intimate relationships that we're in, the romantic relationships that we're in, those are going to be the most vulnerable places where we show up. Because there is also like a lot riding on it. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's that if I say this, something might go away. And it's not that everything is bad about the relationship, but I need some things to change. The only way those things are going to change is if you advocate for what you need. I'm I'm gonna drop something, can I? Oh boy, yes. Or I've been kind of seeing somebody a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. And um, so I've been trying to tell her. I was like, you know, this is how things have been in my life. This my flakiness and my uh, always having something smart ass to say about mm-hmm. everything. This is all cute and charming. Now in about two months, it's gonna be <laughs> annoying as hell. <laughs> And you're not going to say anything. And it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. This is how it goes. I know I'm a dork and I just can't keep my mouth shut sometimes. And I'll get babbly and it's not going to be cute and adorable forever. I give it about two months. And I was like, so I I highly recommend that you kind of start saying a a little something in the beginning. Because if this is just historically how my relationships go. I get that. And And if it builds to a point, yeah. yeah. And come to find out, I'm not... It it doesn't stop. Right. It's like you are who you are yes. and you're very authentically who you are. Like that's one yeah. of the things that makes us connect as such great friends is that, you know, I don't have to wonder and guess who you are. Like I know who you are because you're very direct with those things. I think more people need to adopt that. Whether or not they do it exactly the way you do it, that's your own style. And I get that. But I do think we need to stop having these pretenses of being something we're not at the beginning phases of a relationship with the expectation that, oh, after a little time passes, then I can let my hair down and show the real me. Because wouldn't it be better to show the real you from the beginning to make sure that if you're connecting with somebody, that you're authentically connecting with somebody that really does want to be with you for who you are Mm -hmm. versus giving them a false impression of who you are 
And then you have to kind of like show them in little stages who you really are. Yeah. That's a lot of work. My brother Jeff used to always say the first six months or so mm-hmm. that you're dating a person, you're not dating them. You're dating their publicist. Well, he's not he's not wrong. I and I think that's sort of one of the things I try to advocate or get people to start thinking about is that there's nothing wrong with being who you are and the authentic authentic authentic. Authentic. I'm not even making sense. The authentic person that you are is actually a a valuable person that has worth and is enough, just like you are. You don't have to be anything other than who you are to connect with someone. But if you're not willing to show those things and you hide them or you try to, you know, show only little versions of who you are, Mm -hmm. then you're going to probably run into problems as things progress because you're going to run into a situation where either you can't keep the facade up or you have a bad day and then the real you shows and now you got to deal with the reality of that. That's a lot of work. If you're going to like me, I want you to like me for who I am, not who I want you to think that I am because I'm not going to be able to keep that straight up for long. No, and nobody can. It's tiring. It is, and and it can only last for so long. (laughs) It can only last for so long. And then once it starts to wear off, this is where resentment kind of sets in. And so I feel like as a relationship therapist, but even more than that, just like a relationship consultant, somebody that tries to get people to sort of get out of their own way, this is what I'm talking about, you know, that if we can start to develop really, you know, deep, authentic ways of communicating, it, it does serve us a lot. Lot better than staying on the superficial level and hoping things just work out. Yeah, if you don't communicate, dude, you start keeping score. Yep, and absolutely. The best relationships that I have in my life are with people I, we don't keep score. Because mm-hmm. when you keep score, nobody wins. Nope. And I don't care how cliche that is, it's true. Absolutely. Because the more that you sort of focus on how, you know, well, they did this, why can't I? Or I didn't do what they did, and now look at this. The more you do that, it's never going to come out even. Because we're always going to have different things that we show up with. We're always going to have some good days and some bad days. I think a lot of people expect that a relationship is going to be completely balanced, evenly 50-50. And I don't know how realistic that is. I think that throughout the course of a relationship, it might be a 70-30 split sometimes. It might even flip-flop the other way and be an 80-20 split. But overall, it needs to be kind of balanced. But that's as much scorekeeping as I want people to do. Any more than that, and it just, it's damaging. I have some relationships. I totally keep score, but they're not good relationships. And I started keeping score because, like, I understood this is not a good relationship. Yeah. And I started keeping score. I'm like, okay, here's the the scientific evidence that I needed to back my hypothesis. Well, you make a good point. I think that's why people start keeping score is because they start to see like there's a discrepancy between what they're giving and what they're getting kind of back in return. Mm -hmm. They start to feel depleted. This goes back to boundaries like we talked about last week. They start to feel depleted. And then they start to get very resentful about that depletion. And instead of having a courageous conversation about it, sometimes they just let it build and fester and get really icky. I have a relationship that I keep score and I have tried a number of times to have the conversations mm-hmm. that are needed that we're talking about right now. Yeah. Nothing changed. And yeah. so all I did, I looked at my scorecard and all that and it made me say, ha, huh, you're not worthy of my time. Absolutely. And unfortunately and that might be is. where we get sometimes. And when this person chimes in every now and again, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, why do I not rush to get back to you? 
Mm-hmm. Look at my scorecard. Ah, because you're not worthy of my time. Yeah. And I don't mean that to sound arrogant or egotistical no. or anything, but you are uh, just not very kind to me. And you yeah. are not, you do not value and respect my boundaries. Absolutely. See, and, and that's exactly the point that I'm making here is that if we start to apply these ideas, not just in theory, but we actually start to try and figure out how to connect mm-hmm. them to our lives, it really will allow us to sort of get out of our own way, to not mm-hmm. feel as stuck, and to move towards the life that we want. Because I really do believe that we deserve to be in all sorts of relationships with people that value us, that Absolutely. want to be in those relationships. And, you know, it, it is about effort you know how much effort are you willing to put into something and at the same time you don't want it to be so imbalanced that you feel gived out you know where you feel like all you're doing is given and they're taken and there's no balance and unfortunately we run into that situation quite a bit so I think that's where the whole idea of therapy and kind of being able to read kind of distribute things in a relationship Mm. becomes really important and it's a task that I think if we spent more time focused on I really do believe that we wouldn't have as many unhealthy dynamics out there and we would actually have people feeling more fulfilled in their relationships because it wouldn't be based on the superficial. It wouldn't be based on keeping score and he said this and so now I get to say this back and I'm going to just, you know, dig my heels in and be stubborn Mm -hmm. and know that I'm right, you know, but rather trying to have some empathy and to develop some courageous conversation, but recognizing that sometimes we will have those courageous conversations like you're talking about and maybe it falls flat, you know, but then you do get to decide what you do with that. Mm -hmm. Do you continue to engage? Do you keep putting investments in that bank or do you start to kind of withdraw some stuff, you know, so that you're preserving yourself with boundaries? See, it's all like building on itself. It's all about me. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Also, yes. But I think on some level, we do have to have, that's why this self-care awareness month is so important is because even within a relationship, we do have to be willing to take care of our needs. We have to be able to kind of handle our stuff because the relationship we have with ourselves is going to set the tone for every other relationship in our life. It is. And if we are completely empty and depleted and we're nothing but negative with ourselves, then that's going to reflect itself in the relationships we have. Mm -hmm. If we are willing to sort of develop some self-love and some self-compassion, then we are going to have more of that to give to the people in our lives. But if all we do is sort of stay down on ourselves and don't get out of our own way, then that's going to reflect itself. It is. Got to get out of those old habits, man. Also, yes. It's hard, though. Yeah. That's why I use that progress, not perfection. Exactly. We're not looking for perfection. We're just looking for, are we taking steps towards the goals that we set for ourselves? Mm-hmm. And what would it be like if we started reclaiming our life and not just being sort of a victim of the circumstances around us and become a really active participant in all of the relationships? It would be glorious. It would be glorious. It is, man. Hey, my I can life- dream, right? <laughs> tell you my life i have some ups and downs like everybody else sure my life's fine i'm blessed and i'm happy but yeah oh it is i like i said earlier this episode last episode i don't know cutting the cord with the toxic people my life is lighter it's easier Mm -hmm. i don't have that that gloomy cloud yeah so to speak absolutely it is a lot it's it's 
liberating. Yeah, it's like self-preservation, you know, and living your best life involves boundaries and self-care and taking care of who you are so that you do have more to give to the people in your life that you want to give to. Mm. I know. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having these conversations with me. Oh, you're welcome. I love that you'll kind of use your own stuff. That's all I have to go on. I know, right? My messed up life. But it's the authenticity of it. Boy, I have some authentic stuff in my life. I just, I just, man, do you ever have that stuff that you're like, your secrets that you're like, man, if I could just share this, this would be the most funny, entertaining stuff sure, anybody's ever sure, heard. But sure, sure, like, sure. Uh, I can't, I can't share it. So that's my life. I hear you. I ya. just can't share it with you any more than I already do. Oh my goodness. Well, it trickles out in little ways, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How can people follow you if they want to do some comedy with you or at the very least follow along what you're doing? Uh... At our cash comedy on Instagram. Go All there. Right. Go there and follow. Got it. You can follow me at Lindsay Walden Consulting. Um, that's my page on Facebook. You can go to my website, lindsaywalden.com, to read the Therapy Thoughts blog that comes out on Mondays. And you can also follow me on Instagram, Walden underscore Lindsay. Thanks for doing this with me again, Randy Cash. My pleasure. We will be back next week, maybe with a new name, maybe not. Who knows? But Thanks for the therapy thoughts today. See you next week.